such an honor to welcome back a cat who uh, has really uh, made his mark uh, in individualistic music, instrumental music uh, in today's world. It's we're so driven by uh, comping and copying and watered down versions of this, that, and the other. And my guest luckily came up in Philadelphia, a bastion of, of incredible individualistic musicians. He learned from those cats and then took it on his own with his peers and soared to relevance in so many different ways all across this world. And uh, so good to reconnect. Jerry Brown, welcome back to the Jake Feinberg Show. Man, Jake, my brother, man. So good to hear you, man. Man, it's, it's, it's great to hear you, man. It's, it's, uh, it's great to talk. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, still at it. And I'm, uh, you know, maybe some people may say, man, I didn't know dinosaurs are still alive. Say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, there may be just different forms and stuff like that. But uh, I've I've really been uh, very fortunate that, you know, kind of like since the, the 70s and now it's almost 2024, man. So I'm still doing it and... Um, yeah, you you yeah. feel like you feel like you're. Uh, I mean, I've talked to a lot of cats, quote unquote dinosaurs, uh, that are still here, and and they in a lot of their they say that they're playing better than they ever have in their life. Do you feel that way? Uh, I feel that I've I've refined many things, and uh, hmm. I, I I would I I will just say. Uh, in playing, uh, and I, I think this this goes to, I mean, definitely music, and in some ways, uh, to to uh, uh, to sports. Uh, fortunately, in music, I think you, you have more long, more of a longevity, and and and. I think it's even more relevant, but there, there's like this key word, adjustments. Uh, yeah. And readjustments. And not, not, and, not, and, not, and, not, and, not, uh, not in-game adjustments, but over your career. Over the career. Because, because stuff is, is changing. Right. I um, mean, you know, the, the different things applied from the seventies than they are, you know, than they are now. So you're making adjustments and then you're making readjustments and then you're adjusting the readjustments. So it's, it's, yeah, it, I dig. It, you dig? I dig, man. It's, so, so, so yeah, this is, you know, uh, and, and, you know, kind of, you know, it, it helps if, if you can, and within these readjustments and so on, and, and uh, th that there's some, okay, you know, compromise and and the realization that, you know, this is, you know, may, maybe a, a little different ballgame. Hmm. But you got to, oh, you want to stay in the game, you're going to have to make these adjustments. You're going to have to make some 
maybe uh, maybe some compromises. You gotta be you gotta you gotta be the team player. Uh, Jerry, I want to stop you. You're nailing this, and I want you to talk about. So last night I had the honor of being a guest of Tower of Power. I know those Garibaldi, David Garibaldi, Jerry Court, a lot of the guys in the band, Emilio. And I was on the side of the stage. And obviously you, I'm not sure if you saw Tower back when, you know, back in the day. I'm not sure if they came through Philly or, you know. But, you know, they, last night they played some really cool, I mean, they played their tunes, and then they played some really cool, funky versions of Christmas tunes, and that was, ultimately, this is their way of being able to road dog it in this time, is to play recognizable old hits, and then Christmas tunes, and none of them were like, uh, what saddened me is that, you know, they got this Roger Smith on Oregon from Sacramento, I mean, these guys are ridiculous players, and yes. yet everything had to be, everything was super tight. There was no stretching out. And these guys could completely stretch out if they wanted to. But it's just, um, and I wonder if that's what the sacrifice is, what you're talking about is they're like, because for me, uh, I mean, it's just the idea of saying, okay, if I want to be in this band, then we're going to, I can't go, I can't take as many bars as I want. We can't leave the head of the tune and go and have fun. We just have to keep it really tight and, and within that, make it musical. And I just, I, I, you know, I, I want to do, is that the sacrifice you're talking about? Like, if you want to play the game, then maybe you're not going to artistically have full creative control? Uh, if, 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 uh, if you want to uh, frame it like that, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would frame it in a, in a different way in that. If you want to be on the team, right? Then, then this is what you're going to have to do because, uh, uh, you know, there's somebody waiting for you to possibly, you know, you can be replaced, right? So, do you want to be on the team? Do you want to be the team player? Okay, well, this is what you're going to have to do. Uh, and if you can still be on the team, well, not only is that a good thing, but uh, let's let's you know let's let's look in in uh, as far as life as far as life's choices. Man, do you want to have that roof over your head? Totally. Yeah. Right. So, 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 uh, and, 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 man, okay, uh, many, I'm, 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 my significant, well, I, I could say significant other, but I call, I call my significant hubba hubba. <laughs> but, 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 she, she's a doctor of psychology. Right. So, I've picked up on on a lot of things that, that that we've talked we've talked about anyway. So, you know, with this team player thing, it, it, it kind of comes down to yes, we all have choice. Yes, we all have a choice. 
However, in that choice, it is you because of your choice, you will deal with those consequences. Hmm. So, if you don't want to play that and you say, I want to go on, you know, and do something else, okay. Okay, you, you go ahead and do that. So, in, uh, in, you know, in, in regards to Tower Power, hats off to them, man. Kudos to them because they're still out there playing. They got roofs over their head. They're feeding their, they're feeding their families. Life goes on. They're out there working. They're playing. They're still playing their stuff, but they're giving you a taste of something else. Yeah, uh, in this case, Christmas, and putting you in the Christmas vibe, and you know it's a you know uh, have a have a merry funky Christmas. But dude, I'm telling you, the Santa Claus is coming to town. It's funky as hell. You know I mean, what? A, you know. But I want to ask you this as a macro question. You 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 know, your wonderful partner. Um, obviously, you've you've delved into the psychology a little bit. But I feel like you have the arc of history longer than me. And and you know, whether it was Lee Morgan, Max Roach, the uh, Blue Mitchell, McCoy Tyner, uh, any of these guys. Okay, like they yeah. were uncompromisable about their art. And, yes. you know, and they still found a way, although there were plenty of cats scuffling, but the ones I mentioned, they still found a way to uh, commodify their uncompromisable creativity and yes. have a roof over their head and feed their families. And, you know, nobody was millionaires, but it, that wasn't beyond the point. Like, it was, um, and now we are in this, in this time, even even now where what I'm focused on like a laser is this idea of in order to play that game and be a team player, you're going out and you have to play like last night, recognizable old tunes or something thematic related to this time of the season, like Christmas in order to monetize it. And I just, my question is, do you feel that eventually I have to believe that club owners, I know club owners in the 70s were saying to cats uh, in Santa Cruz and other parts of the country, why are you playing covers, man? We want to hear your original shit. And the audience dug that, too. They wanted to hear the original stuff. And now we've gone towards conformity. My question is, will it come back around at some point, maybe not in our lifetimes, where original spiritual music is coveted and also, you're able to sing for your supper doing it. I, I, I hope so. I really hope so. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, from the, you know, within your question, it's like, you know, you, you, talk, you talk about the, the club owners of the 70s. Right. It's like, okay, well, okay, yeah, I understand that. But, okay, where are they now? Are they still here? Uh, are, are, are do they still own clubs? Uh, maybe not. So it's it's like it's a mindset. It's a mindset, and and so all that is shifted. So right, you know, it's like this is the hand that you're being dealt with, dealt. So so what are you going to do? 
Are you are you, are you, are you going to play or are you going to fold? Right. What do you want to do? I wanted to ask you, it's something in my gut tells me that I'd like you to talk to the audience about, you know, did you, you know, it's, it's some, for some people it was self-evident, um, they wanted to be recognized for the genius that they were, you know, Bert Lester Young, Prez, and Dexter Gordon, and all these cats moved to Europe, but were, did you primarily move to Europe in the early 80s, not just because you there were more gigs, but because you had more creative control of your of your music, uh, I kind of. Uh, you tell me that was just a guess. I don't. I don't know. Uh, 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 I, I I I would say. Uh, well, well, I I actually made made a move in the in in the in the early seventies because uh, I I. I had studied classical music, uh, uh, you know, uh, percussion ensembles and stuff like that. And one of my teachers, uh, he he passed away a couple of years ago, was the great percussionist uh, from the Philadelphia Orchestra, Alan Abel. Wow. And, you know, it, it, great, great, great training. Wow. However, part of, part of what was going on was that I was playing more R&B and jazz, and as as great as the classical stuff was, and you know, Alan would uh, you know give me tickets to see, you know, I saw uh, uh, Eugene Normandy and stuff like that. But kind of like you know, uh, really ahead, you know, cut to now where people say, yeah, well, I you know, I didn't see myself, you know. I didn't see my, you know, uh, my my people represented. Right. I certainly didn't see them then, and so I was doing jazz and R and B, and the opportunity came to move to Europe, and that was definitely one of the best things that I ever did, from the from the cultural standpoint, global standpoint of meeting other people from other places on the planet. And seeing what that was, and st within working, I had that time where I could devote to to practicing and studying my craft. So it, it gave me an opportunity to expand my vocabulary. Let's let's just put it like that. My vocabulary expanded when when I moved to Europe. And it's still listening to all the cats, but it was, it was, yeah, my vocabulary expanded. So, uh, Who, I talk up, talk, I, some of these cats are, I mean, I don't want to mispronounce their names, but, uh, you know, I've seen their records. I mean, it, it was just still very cutting edge. Chris Hines. Jasper yeah, Van Hoff, Toto Blanque. Uh, yeah, 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 and Philip Catherine. Oh, my God. Dude, so how did you see – did you already know them before you went over there, or how did you sync I, up? I met, I met Philip through, uh, through Chris. Uh, through Chris, uh, 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 and his name is pronounced Hinzy. Hinzy, uh, Hinzy. Yeah, so, so, so uh, uh, anyway, I met – uh, Chris introduced me to Philip. So anyway, 
yeah, that was some cutting edge stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was the, hmm, you know, in thinking about it now, it was, you know, that, you know, the uh, fusion stuff that was to come, uh, but, but it was still, you know, but, it, but this was taking place in Europe and where, uh, hmm. Joe Zabino, who was from Europe, he was in America. So he was in some ways doing some of the, you know, some of the same thing. So, um, yeah, cutting edge, cutting edge, cutting edge. You know, it was, it was, it was a magic time. Man, Jake, can, can, can you imagine? No. That, 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 <laughs> no. There, there, there were shows in which, and, and because of being in Europe, that's where I met uh, the great Polish violinist, Michael Urbaniak. So now, Michael, I find out after I moved back to the States in, in, in 70, 74, that Michael's there. So Michael and his wife, Ursula Dutziak, they're doing their fusion stuff. And it was Michael, Ursula, uh, a gentleman from Poland, Vladek Golgowski, and who was playing bass? Anthony Jackson and myself. So we're playing shows where Michael and Ben is opening for Larry Coryell. And Larry Coryell with Alphonse and Mike Lawrence and, and uh, 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 John Lee was playing bass. And so... No, I think Danny Trifon was. Yeah, no, Dan, Dan, dude, that is so. Dude, I'm trying to because that eleventh house, I'm not. It was it was Al Al Muzon and Danny yeah. Trifan was definitely playing. That was the rhythms, and then they had a uh, and Mike Mandel and Mike Mandel and uh, and Mike Lawrence, Mike. Oh no! So Brecker was already out of the group, and yeah, oh, Brecker was with Brecker. Billy. Yeah. Okay, so 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 we were opening for for Larry. And then Larry oh was opening for 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 that the the, the electric uh, 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 return to forever, and this is with this is with uh, uh, Bill Connors playing guitar. Wow. Can you imagine chills like that? No, man? dude, that like, is mind melting, like, dude, mind melting. I would be changed for life seeing one of those. Urbaniac, Eleventh House, Return to Forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, yeah, there, 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 there were quite a few shows that, that you know where was that lineup. So anyway, it it was a you know it it, it, it boy uh, everybody was learning from everybody else. Where, you know we I you know we opened and then it's like you, you're just Okay, yeah, you did your thing and stuff, but now you want to go and you want to hear what other what the what what else is going on and you know uh you know different uh not, not, I won't say different vocabulary but uh let's say kind of kind of using that euphemism uh that that R. Blakey used something about you know about eggs it's like you know. There's many ways to scramble eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you dig? So, so, so dig, so, man. So, 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 so it, yeah, man. It was, 
But also, I, I want to I want to ask you though, like <laughs> on top of just the insanity of the music, you guys were touring. These were gigs, yeah. and then yeah. Jerry Brown, as I'm reading here, you wind up in the eleventh house, and you wind up playing with Return to Forever. I mean, with in that treat with Stanley and Chick. So over time, connections were made that led to more employment. Yeah, exactly. And that to me is just so simple. I mean, I you know, and and uh, were you would you say that the bread, you know, today you have merchandise tables. A lot of the road dogs that I love, they make the only way they make money is off the merchandise table. And I don't, right. yeah, you know, there was none of that back. So I, can you talk about the bread? That you were making on the gig, the, bre- the bread was okay, wasn't it? The bread was, you know, hey, uh, at at that time to make, you know, like a, a twelve hundred bucks a week. That's great. Oh. And the seventies? Are you kidding me? Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's real nice. <laughs> and you, you know, and 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 you're you you know you're practicing you're, you're practicing your craft. You you know you. The, the, well, as I would put it now, the, the, a lot of gratitude, man. I wouldn't have used that word then, but to look at it, look, look upon it now, it was extreme gratitude, man. Gratitude to be, to be playing, gratitude to be, uh, 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 um, uh, rewarded financially for what you were doing. Dude, this is the. I mean, you're. I got. I got goosebumps right now. No, the that word gratitude. Gratitude. It, it, gratitude is the attitude. You know, because also, I mean, you were playing with the highest level of musicians there were in the world. Yep. And you were I having a ball. I mean, I mean, you were having a ball. And happiness you know, is and happiness is our divine right. So I mean, it was the. So at the time, though, you probably were in the moment, and maybe your ego is still a little bit vested. So maybe only in hindsight is there gratitude. Uh, in hindsight, there was gratitude. Uh, uh, of of course, you know, you know, you, you know, to be the, you know, to be in the presence of these cats and 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 my drumming peers. I mean, to be in the presence of Alphonse was on. And then, and then, and then Lenny White, and then, and then all of a sudden, here, 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 here comes Billy Cobb. Oh. <laughs> oh. And, 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 and then along the way, then I run into this guy, it's like this tall, skinny cat, and playing his ass off. Oh, who's that? Oh, Terry Bozio. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh my! You know he's 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 playing with. There were some gigs where where uh, Coryell opened for Zappa. Right. It's like oh. Geez. This is the greatest. So this is when <laughs> when you joined the Eleventh House. You were you were you were opening for Zappa. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there were quite a few shows we opened for Zappa. Man, it's like. Yeah. Oh my God! I, you know, I uh, Jerry, I want to read you this. <laughs> I want to because you know we're. So great to reconnect with you. Um, I want to read you this quote, and then you can extrapolate on it uh, in your own career. This is from a a great drummer, Joe Hunt, who played with, um, still with us, played with uh, 
Stan Getz, and he's he played with uh, uh, Don uh, Don Friedman. A lot of really uh, George Russell. He played with a lot of heavy cats. He said, <clears throat> "I was working with Stan Getz, and I had just gotten out of the army when he hired me." When I was in the Army, I was off the scene, so I was practicing every day, beating on a pad, keeping my hands up. When I joined Getz, I continued to play this pad. He saw me in the hotel one day practicing, and he said, stop doing that. I said, what do you mean? I'm practicing, Stan. He said, don't do it anymore. It freaked me out, so I went to talk to Gary Burden. I said, Gary, Stan said I can't practice anymore. Gary said, I know what he means. We're playing every night, and your playing is getting pretty boring. You get this solo feature each night and you're playing the same stuff. Stan's probably right. You should probably think more about what you're doing instead of beating on a pad. If you're practicing for the sake of practicing, I think that's overrated. I was banging out paradiddles and Stan threw me a life raft. I sat in a chair and thought about how I wanted to play that night. We played the same stuff every night, so I began to hear it in my head. And when I went to the gig, I let myself go and when it came to my solo spot, I wasn't even there. It was like smoking weed without the pot. <laughs> I, I, can you relate that? At, I mean, not, not that you were doing paradiddles or not that exact thing, but where someone just sort of did a Zen. These guys were Zen masters. Miles was a Zen master. Stan Getz, even though he was insane, was a Zen master. They knew that if you were just, playing by yourself or practicing the same stuff, it was going to come out sounding boring and not fresh. And I just wonder if you can relate that to any... I can relate relate to that kind of like uh, uh, to paraphrase I think something that that, that Miles said, play play what you don't know. Right. Play like you don't know how to play. (laughs) Play like like you don't know how to play the guitar. Yeah. That's what he said to McLaughlin. Yeah. So I, 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 I get it, and uh, yes, it does. It, for, for what's his name, Joe Hunt? Joe Hunt, massive, uh, sick, sick, sick drummer. That was probably in the mid '60s. He recorded with Stan. The guy was everywhere. He he taught at Berkeley for a while, uh, from Indiana, but. Uh, I just wonder about, you know, to me, like, the other thing, going back to the sports analogy, is like, Jerry Brown, what, can you talk about a time that you ever have a prolonged slump in your career, and how did you snap out of it? Uh, I, thought I, had a, I thought I had a little slump uh, in between. Uh, uh, this, this was uh, like, a 80, like 86 to 88, and I... I, I thought I was like in a slump, and and uh, I, I probably you know probably gotten into a few a few bad habits, mm-hmm. and I, I needed to I needed to get out of that, and uh, I I and I was I was you know yeah playing with Stanley and stuff, but anyway, I uh, it was uh, the keyboard player David Garfield. Yes. Who, yes. Who got me on the George Benson gig at '88, and then George said some things to me about it's like, "Okay, okay, brother. <laughs> okay, brother. Yeah. You know the music now. Take your, take your, take your head out of the music. You know, play. So, so, it, so. 
one one of those uh, epiphanies is like uh, uh, you know you were you were given some uh, 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 a golden nugget. And you know it's something to think about. You know, you you were told this by by a by an elder. So, yeah. How how did you how did you? I mean, can you take us or best you can remember? I mean, maybe you were thinking. How did you learn? How did you, quote unquote, as Joe Hunt said, it was like smoking pot without the weed. You know, how did you get out of your head? Especially because like sometimes. Someone like Benson, who's just a genius, and like you know, you know, when I interviewed Benson, he talked about uh, James Brown coming up to him in the mid '60s and being like, "I want you to join my band," and he's like, "Mr. Brown, I'm a jazz musician." He's like, <laughs> "Can you imagine what a?" He's like, "How dumb am I to turn this guy down?" He's like, "It took me 11 years to finally hit the hit the gold with Breezin or whatever," but. Um, to me, it would be a little bit daunting because I, I just would love you to take us through that process of how you were patient enough with yourself if it was a relatively new process, not that you were playing fusion music per se, but how you learned to, um, you know, get out of your own way. Just kind of kind of figuring out, it's like, uh, uh, Okay, what what have you been doing? Right. Okay, uh, and and it's like kind of looking at that, and it's like, okay, now maybe it's time to start that you can get your point across with 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 less. You don't need to play as much. You know, you can take some things away. Right. If you can take some things away. And still get that point across. Uh, wouldn't might that not serve you? Well, uh, I, and then to kind of see, you know, that process and seeing, and then seeing the reactions from other people, and and seeing how all of a sudden there, there's some. Some smiles that you weren't expecting. <laughs> and, and it's, like, it's like, well, all right. right. You know? Less is more. Don't be so busy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't need to, I don't need to be that busy. Right. I don't, I don't need to be that busy. So, you know. No, it's so classic. I mean, that's so what Larry, Larry Klein, I don't know if you ever played with him, the great bass player. He, yeah. He, <clears throat> he was with Freddie Hubbard. This is just more of like a social situation where, uh, you know, he, he he's sitting there with a, he said it was backstage at the Bijou Cafe or something. And, you know, there's just a bunch of super fly looking cats, you know, around. And, you know, there's Larry. He's like the one white guy. And, um, you know, he made some, just, just because he felt like he had to talk, he said something stupid, you know, and everybody kind of, you know, Freddie kind of looked at him and was like, he didn't say anything, but it would, the message was, you know, you don't need to say anything if there's nothing that needs to be said. And the same thing goes for playing as well. You know, right. d don't overplay. And then, you know, honestly, uh, but I think that's easier said than done. I really do. I think that that is in itself discipline. That's called discipline. Discipline. That's what I was going to say. Discipline. Yep. 
Indeed. You, yeah, and you feel like now, as a team player, that what are you working on? What are you trying to discipline yourself with now? Is it more just like saying, hey, I want to be in the game, so I'm going to compromise, where before Jerry Brown, Infinite Jones, uncompromisable? I, I'm just curious about what your – I mean, we all we all suffer from uh, falling into addictive patterns or – we fall out of discipline, but, uh, I mean, you've been, played with all the cat. I mean, you've played with everyone, and I'm just still trying – you want to be in the game. So what are some of the things that you've done to not just compromise, but what are you working on specifically in terms of uh, uh, disciplining yourself? Is it more mental than physical at this point? I think it's uh, – it's, it's, it's as much uh, – it's very much – a mental game. I think the phys- the physical portion of it comes from me of it's not it's not that I have to spend hours and hours of practicing because just walking around I'm doing enough practicing in the in, in in my in my head, <laughs> but, 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 you know, and and just hearing stuff and and. You know, it's like, you know, there's always that drum set that's set up in the brain. Right. <laughs> you never have, you know, it's, you never, you ne- at least for me, you never really break it down. Beep, bop. Yeah, there. no, it's it's always popping around. It's always popping around. So there's there's that side of it, I would say, because now that I've, I've uh, uh, I'm, I'm now... Uh, uh, 72 years old, so I, I'm, I'm very aware of taking care of myself and, and going to the gym and doing doing the right things and you know uh, that you know my uh, I, I don't want to bulk up, but I, I, I want to have my flexibility and, and strength and, and my cardio. So it's like okay, I'll, I'll go to the gym. And, and I'm listening to stuff and, and, you know, and as I'm listening to stuff, you know, I'm always on that drum set. And, you know, so I'm, I'm you know, practicing, you know, uh, for myself physically and, and mentally of, of like always on the always on the drum set. And it's like, yeah, I hear this. Yeah, I hear that beat or whatever it is. How, you know, can you see yourself playing that? Can 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 you just lay it down just like that? Can you, if you need to, lay it down and don't play a fill? You know, and and, and if you start to think about playing playing a fill, say, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I love this, dude. I am loving. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't Stop. Do that. Stop. Stop. Yeah. You know, too much. So, la- too much language. Right. Too much. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you know. You know. Some. You know. Some, a rest is your friend. Yeah, space is the place, man. That's music yeah, too, yeah. man. Space, space is your friend. Right. That's your friend too. You know, so you know all 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 those 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 you know those types of exercises daily.
Do you, have, did you, were you, have you ever had an opportunity? I'm curious about this. A couple of things that were, I wanted to ask you about was, have you played double drums before with somebody? Uh, I did some double drums a couple of times with, with, uh, uh, you mean two bass drums? No, I mean like two, two full trap sets. Man, you know, uh, cause I mean, there was like, you know, like they did Tony Williams and Billy Cobb did the little thing together, but also like, you know, the Allman brothers, you know, there's some of the more, you know, hippie folk bands, so to speak. But I, I, I'm like, you know. Because that, to me, is one of those things where uh, I just remember John Trope, the guitar player, talking about watching Steve Gadd and Rick Marotta play, and yes, yes. just just like seamless and yes. partnership. And I that I was like, I wonder if Jerry ever had that ex- opportunity with with any of the cats. Not not enough, but I not I enough. Say, I, not enough, but I I will say. Uh, a couple of times when, and this this was kind of like one of those, you know, magic eras when, when Yamaha in the early 2000s mm. were doing the Groove Night uh, for at the Nam at the Nam show, and and you playing with you know you know the, the many drummers from Yamaha. And, you know, guys would come out individually and they play their songs. And then at the end of the night, you know, you, uh, everyone would be jamming and you're playing with different drummers. Right. Well, that was a treat. And and then within that groove night, there were, uh, uh, some of those events I saw and heard that, you know, that seamless groove between uh, Gad and Marotta. Oh, you 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 never you never got to you. Ne- I mean, it's just it. You never you never were like with Indugu or like you know. I'm th- I'm picturing you with like. Le- I mean, you you know you 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 shared the the drum chair in so many of these iconic bands. I'm part of me just always feels like uh, the more rhythm, the better. And and obviously, you know. You got to play your part. I mean, you got to be a team ultimately. You know, Murad and yeah. Gad. That, that you know, that stuff is not rehearsed. They just flow into that. They just flowed into that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did it a couple of times uh, 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 with Dugu that he, uh, he they would put on the, the event in Los Angeles, and this was in the in the in the nineties. Uh, when I did it a few years with him, Day of the Drums. Wow. And, 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 and we would play, we would play together. So, you know, it, it was great, but probably, but on the other hand, just not enough instances of that happening. Uh, and, and when you mentioned the Allman Brothers, man. JMO. That, you know, that, 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 that. Those grooves have stood have withstood the test of time. Uh, you're a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny because um, Joe Cocker and Mad Dogs and Englishmen, not as well known, 
also had two. He had Jim Gordon and Jim Keltner on that for a while. It was kind, uh, it was kind uh, of a trendy thing, you know. Well, uh, well, if, if I tell you now, now <laughs> if, if 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 I uh, if I could choose a, a, a partner to do a double drums thing, yes, uh, Gad would be in there. Murata would be there. But probably first choice would be Jim Kelp. Thank you so God, dude. Please tell me about. You know what? I I I hope he's all right. I call I called him three days ago. Left him a voicemail. I'm sure he's fine. But please tell me. I mean, I was thinking that you guys have collaborated or at least are friends. Yes, yes, we are. I'm so happy to hear that, man. Yeah, tell me about because Keldner grew up as a jazz freak. I mean, he you feel like as a well, first of all, you feel like you guys would be able to stay out of each other's way. I mean, someone would sort of play a, a counterpoint, so to speak. Or how, how do you feel that would? Why do you think he would be a good match? Uh, I, 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 I would say. That that uh, 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 willingness to listen, like where he, you know, it's like right. I want to find. I have so much reverence for. I mean, I have a lot of reverence, you know, but but with Keldner, he's just one one of those special people that walk the planet. <laughs> So, so to 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 sit on a stage or wherever, and he's on a set, and I'm on a set. I'm gonna listen to. No, Jim, you got to start this. I want to. I, I want to hear how you're laying it down, and then I'm gonna see if I can delve into the counterpoint. To make to make this percolate. Oh, I love this, Jesus. Let's let's make this happen. Let's make it happen, <laughs> man. I man, I I I've, I've seen some of those some of those videos of like him with the traveling Wilburys. Oh my God, yeah. Man, man the, the 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 groove is 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 like. It's like sap dripping from the tree, baby. It's like, damn. <sighs> man, just simple. You know, it's like, check this cat out, man. Just laying it down with the sunglasses. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. No, I've seen those videos. <laughs> there, it's, it is sap from the tree. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing, man. You know, Jerry, I got I listen, I my younger daughter is actually she's she's in the ER right now. She's okay. She's just uh but her mother is like freaking out and I need to go attend to that. Do you can we can we put a can we put a a, a placeholder in this and and do this? I don't know if you're going to be around next week or we can finish this up. I we got more to do. Hey, we got more to do, man. Listen. You know, Take care of your family. Uh, blessings, blessings all around. Do what you need to do, man. 
All right, let's stay in touch. I love you, Jerry. Much love, much love, Jake. Thank you, brother. All right, brother. We'll do it again. All right, man. All right, peace. Peace. Bye.